Right now, we want to go live to the phone line. We have a professional MMA fighter, one of our own from the Northeast, Connor Matthews, undefeated 5-0 Connor Matthews, joining us right here live on Row 1 Seat 1, Joey Fats Radio. Connor, how you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Just uh, just got done training, already back in the gym. Not too much to celebrate after that. I got to get back at it. That a boy. Hey, hey, congrats. For those who don't know, Connor, you, you had won this past Friday night, correct? Yes, I have. Yes, and I and that was at Tiverton Casino? Oh, no, not Tiverton. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm confusing my casinos. Twin Rivers. It's, Twin Rivers. Uh, Lincoln. Yeah, Twin Rivers. Lincoln. Lincoln Rhode Island. Thank you. Yep. Too, too many casinos in the area now. Oh, like you, know what, you know what's funny? Uh, one of my buddies was uh, at work was there the night you were fighting. And uh, and yeah. he was he was uh, he was amazed at the amount of talent um, in the crowd. Yeah. Um, if you know what I'm saying, the female yeah. talent was there. He <laughs> said it was outstanding. Doing all right. Do you uh, do you notice that Connor when you go out to these fights? Do you do you, uh, do, you do you look ever look like give yourself a minute to like look out in the crowd and be like, wow. No, all right. I, I generally have pretty much tunnel vision when I'm going in to get ready for the fight. I mean, there was a big crowd there, big showing, um, but no, I, I wasn't really paying attention to the crowd. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would expect not, but I, you know, just wanted. To, sometimes, you know, you have like one of those like Joe Montana moments where they're like, oh, look, it's John Candy, like in the stands, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what he's focusing on. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, right. he's like look, it's Emerald Lagasse. So, uh, so, Connor, tell us. Um, so, you're from, uh, you're originally from Fall River, correct? Yeah, I was born in Fall River. Actually, I grew up uh, mostly in, a in Freetown, which is right outside of Fall River. Yep. yep. Small yeah. town. Right up the street from us. Yeah, yep. it's right down the street yep. from this guy's house. Where are you guys, where are you guys from? We're out, we're, so we're out of New Bedford. Awesome. Born and yep. raised in New Bedford, me. Sean was born and raised in New Bedford. Paul, uh, Paul and I were Dartmouth kids, so yep. we had that going for us. Um, how did you? Uh, how did you initially discover MMA? How was it? Did was this something you were always interested in, or is this kind of something like you just found out and realized you had a knack for? So um, actually, I was I was I did martial arts my entire life, but my original sport that I wanted to be a professional in was hockey. I was a hockey player. Nice. So. Uh, so I played all the way through high school. I played juniors, and um, my senior year, when I, you know, I was getting ready to go to college, I got an injury where I blew up my shoulder, and I kind of missed all the tryouts and all that kind of thing. So um, I, I, what I did, uh, whenever I had trouble in my life, I kind of go back to martial arts to give me something to do. You know what I mean? To deal with my anger and frustration, and I kind of just fell in love with the sport. Took my first MMA fight uh, a couple months after I graduated high school, and the rest is history. Okay, so you've been at this for a while then. Oh, yeah. I, I, I took six years off um, when I joined the military. I was in uh, special operations in the Air Force. I was a combat controller. So um, I did six years off. I trained a little bit, but, you know, I was busy with my job. I deployed to Afghanistan, and just the training was really intense for that. So, um, But anyways, yeah, after that, I came back to the sport, and that's when I decided to go professional. Hey, that's badass. So let me tell you, let me ask you. So you went to the military. You were gone for six years, is that what you just said? Yep. Okay, six years, you can go through all that training. What's what's worse, that training or what you do now for MMA training? Oh, that, that training's way worse. They're taking, <laughs> away, <laughs> they're taking away your sleep. They're, you know, you're not eating sometimes. Um, it's just grueling, you know what I mean? Uh, now I train as an athlete, and it's just totally different. Like, as an athlete, you get you get good sleep. You're always, like, eating food. You're fueled. Uh, it's just a totally different ballgame. The special operations training was a really, really, especially as a combat controller, is really, really hard. They're drowning you in the pool. They're uh, making you rock for miles, running. It's, it was really intense. Oh, I, I'd be dead ass. I'd straight up be dead. They, they drive me to pool, I'd sink right to the bottom. I'd be like, you won. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't join. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, uh, a different breed, man. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Yeah, that's um, wonderful. We, all, uh, we all super appreciate that. Uh, 
What was your uh, what, so what was your go to martial art um, when you were in high school as a kid, or, or what was it? What was it? I mean, I know a lot of guys. You know, it seems like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is is kind of the big thing now. Is that is that where you started, or were you, were you did you specialize in something else first? So I actually started off in like traditional Kempo. That was my original martial art, and then in high school, the UFC kind of came out, and that's when I found actually unlike most people who start Jiu Jitsu and then get into MMA, I started MMA and then got into jiu-jitsu so i just started straight mma and then i kind of ventured off from there got my boxing skills i got my jiu-jitsu my muay thai my american kickboxing judo and i kind of branched off from there do you have uh do you have any one uh discipline that's that you find more that you favor more than others i would say i am more of a striker kind of because that traditionals when i was a kid but um I mean, I, I I love it all, man. MMA is MMA to me. It's all different, just like, you know, it's all fighting at the end of the day. But I, I would say I'm better at my stand-up. That's, what, that's my, like, where I'm better than everybody else. So, like, another Connor that everyone may know is, is, a, better, <laughs> is a better stander. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, that's the exciting stance. Everybody wants to see the guy, you know, everyone wants to see the Chuck Liddell's and, you know, everybody standing up and, and striking like that. You know what I mean? That's the more exciting style, if you ask me. I like that better. 100%. So, so Connor, you just you just admitted you're 5-0, and for those who don't know, undefeated. Um, where do you want to be? I mean, is the ultimate goal ultimate fighting? Do you want to stay locally? Like, like what do you want to do? What's your goal? Um, it's the UFC. That that's that's my goal, man. Ever since I got out of the military, my my life goal has been getting myself to the UFC. So obviously, I had a little late start, and I'm I'm turning 29. Oh, actually, I am 29 this year. Happy so a little birthday. bit playing a little bit of catch up right now. But uh, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to make it to the UFC, and and, and I want to stay in the UFC. I want to okay. be there for a while. Okay. So let's say you you go the traditional route. Let's not. I don't even know if they do even the UFC house thing on Spike TV or whatever the hell channel that was anymore. I don't yep. know if they even do that anymore. Yeah. Let's say let's say UFC reaches out to you. It's not Dana. It's whoever the independent guy reaches out to. You. They said you get you get a fight. Who is your number one person you want to go fight right now that's still active? Oh, you know what? Uh, let's take active off the table. If you could fight anyone ever in any generation in their prime against your prime, who do you want to fight and why? Um, I want to fight Sean O'Malley. I, he's a one weight class below me, but I feel like he's a big in that weight class, and he'll eventually have to be a forty fiver. Um, really, he's below you in weight class. He, he yeah, seems he is. He's much a tall, bigger. Kid. Yeah, I know. He's, he actually he fought my friend, um, actually from Paul River, Chris Martino. I don't know if you guys saw that fight. That's, yes, we did. I, I was actually yeah. I was actually going to ask you if you knew that kid. We give that kid a lot oh, of goddamn yes, credit. That was one of that was one of the most just as a quick sidebar. I mean, in that was one of the most amazing fights I've ever seen. That kid Mutino has one hell of a fucking chin on him. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus he does. Christ, Chris, dude. <laughs> Chris is tough, man. In the gym every single day. Get, he's actually fighting this weekend, so shout out to Chris. He'll be fighting, um, yeah, it's this Saturday. But uh, toughest kid I know, and he's got good hands, and um, he's going to be a lot better for this fight coming up. But anyways, actually, I've had two of my training partners fight him, and I think I see a little bit of payback. I want to take that kid out. I like nice. it. I like. I'm looking forward to that. Dude, uh, Sean's a Sean's a tough fight. I was say he's a good. He's oh, yeah. a he's a really good fighter. If I, I I mean so just you know full disclosure, Connor. Um, I am a complete noob when it comes to MMA. Like I don't know much about the sport other than you know the big, big names and the big fighters yeah, and things sure. like that. So yeah. I, I don't. I so this is actually this is very exciting for me because I like talking to people about <laughs> stuff I don't know. I like asking the questions. I mean, so if I if I come off as sounding like a like a total dipshit, um, it's because I am, um, <laughs> completely ignorant to a lot of this stuff. But uh, you know, I just I know basically, you know, I know your basics. But uh, 
What does it take for you to, like, how do you get to fighting Sean O'Malley? Do you have to qualify to get to him? Like, is there a tournament type thing? Yeah, like, that is was kind of my question. You know, is this like a Shao, yeah, like, is, like well, Shaolin or something there? Or Shao Kong? Christ, or it's not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So, I'm like, there is, there is promotions like the PFL, which do, like, tournament style. And um, but the UFC doesn't work like that. UFC they have matchmakers that you know work with the league and they and they kind of just match you up. And it's really it really depending on what's going on. So like, um, say Chris Mentino, he he was fighting in the same local leagues I am and just got a you know right time, right place. They needed somebody fast and he was ready. And they just asked him if he could come up and fight Sean O'Malley. So it's really you know you never know. It could be it could be you know there's fights that make sense that little lead you know people that are, that are easy to promote and then it's just random fights that they set up so you never know you just got to be ready to go at all times right so you could just get called up to the big leagues at any moment exactly now would you just <clears throat> would they end up calling you up like say like you got the call like your buddy gets his first round up it wouldn't be somebody like an aldo or like a holloway or somebody like that would it be more of like a lower ranked guy or does yeah, it not I matter did. Ideally, when you first and you know, um, for me, I'm gonna get somebody else that's like similar level to me. You know, maybe just break it in. Maybe has one fight in the UFC, or um, or maybe a guy on his way out. You know, so maybe a guy who used to be in the UFC did good. Right now he's got two or three losses, and they're kind of trying to see if he should be in and out. And then they probably match me up against somebody like that. So you know, it, it's just kind of depending on what it's going on. But that's ideally, you know. Um, I guess somebody who I don't really care. I just want anybody to be honest. At this yeah, you point, just want to be in the ring fight. You just want to be able exactly. to show what you can do against. Exactly. You know, and, and if it's a quality competitor, right? You don't care. You know, you no. know, like you said, you got to stay ready all the time. Does that ever exactly. like? Does that ever stress you out at all? Like where you're like, you're you're constantly at the ready, or do you, do you kind of can you kind of like credit your military training to to that mentality? Where like, you know, you know, to to prepare for, uh, you know, to to ensure peace is to prepare for war kind of thing like yeah. <laughs> honestly so i was like yeah i think i think it's because my military career and what i did before it's it's kind of easy for me now like my, now the way i celebrate is like maybe after a fight eat some bad food and pizza and like, like when i was in the military going out partying with my friends and stuff i'm kind of you know i'm kind of getting older and much more mature now so it's easy for me i i, I get the highs from fighting and winning and then i i'll take a week off of training after but then i'm just right back at it like I didn't even take a full week off this week. Jesus Christ! So. God, I, I I love that grind, dude. That's uh, good for you, man. Because full time job. I know, like like do, me, like I go to the gym. I have one good session, and I'm like, all right, five guys, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I love five guys, dude. dude so seriously, I've had it like twice in the last like six days. <laughs> yeah, so that that's my thing now. It's like I I get myself back with just food. You know what I mean? Like, I I I spoil myself with some yeah, five guys or steak and cheese or something like that. But 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 shouldn't that like kind of like equal out though? Like I understand like it's like your cheat meal and you're getting ready for it. But like you just gave yourself a massive calorie deficit training up to this fight. Your calorie deficit during the fight must be extreme. Like even after you, yeah. you have that fight and you eat all that, your body's like, shit. Okay, I'm still dehydrated I and, and I need yeah, yeah it needs more. Um, like don't don't you eat for like that for days like in a row after that to kind of like recover? Uh, absolutely. So like I fight at 145, but I walk around at like 65 or even higher. So. Like when I'm like the week after I after I weigh in, I swear to God, it's like I, I can't stop myself from eating all I want to do. Like I can't fill myself up no matter what I do. I'm just slamming. Like I just always have the urge. But you got to watch out because you can continue and just get too fat. So I got to. I, I know. Put, I know the feeling. Tap on it eventually. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so wait. You just said you walk around 165. Yep. You fight at 145. Yep. 
when do you cut that 20 pounds? A week, two weeks, three weeks before? Like, like when's that time frame before? So, I 10 days. So, t- I, I like a 10 days of, of dieting, and that's how I make 45. So, it takes, like, you know, a week and a half. Um, and it's my meals get smaller as I get closer to the fight. And I do this thing called water loading, which helps me, you know, um, cut, when I do cut the water, you like you flush all the water out of your system, Fucking hop hell. in the sauna, and, you know, that's it. You just get that you get that Gandhi lean look to you. You just like oh, hella, yeah. hella vascular, and you're like, oh man, I should maybe I should get on stage <laughs> at the Olympia. Like, <laughs> you gotta cut everything. Yeah, it's uh, well, making the weight. So like, as soon as you weigh in, like, is there like a grace period? Like, do you have to wait? Like, you weigh in, and then like, do you have to maintain that weight for like a day or something, or can you just start like pounding cheeseburgers right after that? <laughs> well, you don't want to pound cheeseburger. You want to put like good stuff in you, but. Um... Yeah, I make the weight and I have like 24 hours. So usually I do like a weigh-in like 11:30 on like the day before, and I don't fight until like eight o'clock the next night. Yeah. So like I have over 24 hours actually to put in all that size. So when I step into the cage, I'm like back to 165 pounds. Wow. Fuck oh, hell. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, nah, that's just the way it is. The way it is. I, it's that's, crazy how you can manipulate your body like that in such a short amount insane. of time. You how know long I mean? did it take you to like dial that in? Because like I mean, I've been a, like I've been a gym rat now, you know, for the last twenty years and I've, you know, followed bodybuilding and stuff like that. Not that I've ever gotten anywhere close to like being like that elite at it, but like, you know, like how do you like I mean, I know like for me. Like, I know if I got to lose, like, 20 pounds, I know what I have to do. That's taking me eight yeah. But, like, but to, but to, <laughs> I know how to do it without doing that either, without quitting that. Uh, but, no, but, like, how do you know, like, do you have, like, a dietitian? Do you have a team of people that, like, help you? Like, or is this all stuff yeah, you've just I, been self-taught? I got a new, I get a nutritionist. So, I, I went, once I went professional, um, I used to fight at 55 as an amateur. And then as a pro, I wanted, you know, have compete with better guys. And the 55ers were just too big, so I, I got a nutritionist. And, yeah, we got it dialed in from that. She, she writes out my plan, so I'll tell her what I'm doing for training for the day so she knows how many calories I'm going to be burning. And then um, she, know, she just writes a plan for me for the day, and then I follow that for, like, the last 10 days of my camp. Okay. You, you said something very interesting just there. You know how many calories you're burning per day. What's that number? Yep. Dude, so um, I have a whoop. You know, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Like a thing you wear on your wrist that tells you. Well, you I, some days I'm burning like 4,500 calories. Did you say a whoop? A whoop, yeah, W O O P. It's like a. Huh. Um, I have like no a heard thing of this. that goes on your. It goes on your. Goes on your wrist. Is it like a Fitbit type thing? Like. Exactly. Okay. Except it has no watch on it. It's just. It's just literally just. Just, just there to like, the information. Now. I really gotcha. thought he was fucking with me, giving me like something like ride from the office, like woof. <laughs> I thought that's what he said. And I was no, like, I, I kind of picked it up. I'm like, oh, I bet it's like one of those like Garmin, like you know, like it's like my Apple Watch, but yeah, yeah. it's only the uh, fitness. App. So forty five, exactly. so forty five hundred a day. You're burning. What the shit? Yeah. So that's. Damn, I wish. <laughs> I, I mean, how like do you have do you struggle keeping weight on at times? Um, when I'm in camp, like obviously I'm trying to lose camp, but when I'm not, if I, like say if it's like I'm just training normally, nah. I eat a lot of food. <laughs> Cause I remember, like, I've gotten, so, like, I've gone through some bulks in my day. And, yeah. I mean, they were ridiculous. They were not, like, really functional bulks. It was just, like, I want to see how big I can get. And yeah. uh, and I did. And, like, I just got sick and fucking tired of eating. <laughs> like, I hate, hate eating, like, force-feeding myself to do it. Yeah. Do you, do you ever do you ever struggle with that, too? Or is it, like, there are just some days where you're just, like, Bro, I just want to have some grapes and some Cheez-Its and call it a day. And then you're looking <laughs> no, at, like, this man. huge table of food, and you're like, fuck, I can eat all that. 
I, I always have an appetite, man. And I, the thing is, I coach as well. So, like, when I'm coaching, that's burning calories as well. So, I think that's a huge part of it. Like, I'm teaching three classes a day and training for two two or three sessions. Where are so you? I'm, like, uh, literally up all day just doing shit. Where are you so, training out of? Uh, where are you teaching so, out of, I should say? Uh, so, a couple gyms. So, I train out of Fall River uh, Regiment. Um, and I train at Danny, Danny, Danny Savory's gym in uh, Somerset. And I got my own spot and wear him. Oh, cool. Damn, man. Good so for you. Like you. Up, and down, yep. up and down the cape. I like it. Yep. I like it. Uh, all around this. So all that area. one question I had for you because you're a, you're a you're a professional and you even said you were you, you said you were a little bit a little bit late to the game because of your age, um, yep. and you're you know six years spent in the military, so you're a little bit later. One thing that like as a casual fan of the UFC that uh, that I've been for most of my life, right? Like I started off back in the '90s, like everybody else, like late or early 2000s, I should say. I think it was like 2000s. Um, with like the like the Ken Shamrock Tito Ortiz thing, right? And yep. you know Ken Shamrock comes out, he gets he gets laid out by by uh, by Tito, and we never hear from Ken Shamrock again. Uh, then you yeah. do, but but like, not like yeah. at that level. Then you know Chuck Liddell comes out, he bangs out Tito Ortiz. We never hear from Tito Ortiz again. Chuck Liddell gets knocked out by Rampage. We never hear from Chuck Liddell again. You see yeah. this pattern, right? So like. There's this to me, and this is one of my things that like I'm a player guy, if you if you will. Like I root for players in sports. Like I have my teams, but I also have my players. Yeah. The one thing that I find that's difficult for me to gravitate towards the UFC becoming something that like I'm like super into is the guys that I tend to like. Like they're there. For, it feels like they're there for a short time and they're gone. Is that just the nature of the beast in this sport? Like by the time you get that big. You're you're already like kind of in the twilight or on the tail end of your career, or is it just the business just chews you up and spits you out that quick? I I think it's a combination of both those things. I think it's like when you get to the mountaintop, I mean, like when you're grinding to get there, you can have you want to be there so bad, and then you get it, and then it's hard for guys to maintain that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like once you get once you make the money, like look at Conor McGregor. Like, like he's one of the greatest martial artists that came up. He was knocking everybody out just, like, in devastating fashion. And then he got there, and then it seems like he just couldn't maintain it because, you know, he's waking, waking up and, or sleeping in the silky sheets every day and just right. having all the money. Lost the hunger. Hanging out. You just lose that hunger, and, like, that's what it just takes to be there. So it just takes a certain kind of person to maintain there, you know. And there are some people that do it. But they they just they gotta really love the sport. Yeah, there's been a couple. I mean, like GSP was like he was he was around for a long time. Anderson Silva, yep. the spider was there for a long time. I'm trying to think of like other guys that lost came back. But like even like yeah. in the female ranks, like we saw Ronda Rousey, she was on a, a tear for like it felt like ever. My girl, she got knocked out by Holly Holm, and we we're like, and then who's who's Ronda Rousey? She like, tried, yeah, yeah. And now it, it's uh, Noons, I think. Noons yeah, is killing it. No, no, she she got just got knocked out too. She, she oh, she's done yeah. too. I she missed that. that so. There's a there's another female fighter out of. Fall River, isn't that a UFC fighter? I forget uh, her name. Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her a few yep. times. She's badass. Saw her train. She trained with her a couple months ago. She was up here visiting. Oh, nice. But, but the, I think another thing is the evolution of the sport. It, um, it's really evolved in the last in the last whatever ten years. So it's like a totally different skill set uh, from when like when you're talking about Tito Ortiz and all those guys until what we have now. The sport has just evolved so evolved so much. It's like. It's insane. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, you don't see many uh, like Tank Abbots running around in the octagon anymore. No, no, no. And no, uh, no, no. I mean, so so elaborate on that a little bit. Like, is it is it from like a technical standpoint? Is it just like because remember, like UFC was created to see like okay, kickboxing versus 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu versus Krav right. Maga versus karate. Right. What versus was, fat guy. What was the, yeah, versus street brawler versus yeah. Kimbo Slice or whatever. Throw like, butter bean in there. Yeah, whatever, like, you know? what no, was the best fighting style? Yeah. It's definitely a technical. I mean, back then, what, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, nobody knew how to stop it. Now it's like, if you don't have Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're not going to be in the UFC. I mean, it's just like, a, that just gets you to work now. Right, so the crazies like, were running um, shit. Right. I, right. Yeah, I think it's 100% just technical. Um just the small gloves like people are now figuring out how to fight with them like that was a big thing coming from boxing to mma is you it's not the same just the size of the gloves and blocking and all that stuff it's like the striking styles are totally different than boxing so there's a lot of stuff that went into it and um people just got really good at it recently and uh, just the internet now like so before we didn't have the internet as much to share techniques and styles and, and videos and right. all this kind of stuff now that's a big part of that's like i i I call it sensei, sensei YouTube. You just go on there and just like <laughs> learn shit from other people. You can all find the anything. Time. He's right. right. He's yeah, right. I mean, seriously, like I, 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 I built a bar in my basement and I learned how to do it on YouTube. Right. So, you know, exactly. anytime I got to change a headlight in my mom's car, it's like, oh, YouTube. Right. Um, and, you, so and basically, just athletic too. Like, like just you, just you guys know the sports science in the last five years. You know, people are understanding the, the, how important recovery and sleep is compared to mm-hmm. what it used to. You know, people didn't know this stuff and people are taking that all into like, consideration these days you know the first i think the first real athletes that i ever really paid attention to sleep and and how important it was and it's funny you bring that up were bodybuilders yes, you know those guys too. i remember those like if you read like arnold's bible like that was like sleep was like you preach sleep like you had to get eight hours a day you know do you obviously in your your career and what you're doing now you're like you're a pro yep is that is, is that something like you're like okay like 9 30 like i'm in bed like I gotta be yeah, absolutely. So you've got like and, hard and stop times. Now, so I'm 29. When I was 25 and 20, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like I didn't need sleep to keep going. Especially when I was in the military, I would, I would, we'd be out in the woods training all week, not sleeping, come home, party all week, and go back and be fine. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. It I happens need my, fast. I need my yeah, I need my eight hours, nine hours. <laughs> yeah. you know what and, I mean? uh, no, no pun intended. It happens overnight. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden, you wake up one day and you're like, "Fuck, when did I become the old guy? What yeah. the shit?" Like the difference from like 28 years old to 29 yeah, I mean, years old. You're like, yeah, I'm not staying. I remember doing stuff in the gym when I was 23, 24, and the guys that were 34, 35 being like, "Yeah, you do that now." They're like, yeah, wait till you get to our age, and I'm like, man, I'm like, you just train like a loser, like you just, you just don't train hard enough. <laughs> and now that I'm, now that I'm that age, I'm like, oh fuck, I am that guy I now. Hope, I God hope those guys aren't still here. I know. I hope they're not listening. But uh, you know, it's 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 one of those weird things. Like, you know, it's tough because you you've got to sit there, like you said, you've got to dial every single thing in. Like you're a pro. This is what you do. Um, exactly. Someone in the chat asked. Uh, they wanted me to ask you, like, how long um, do you have to train? Before, like leading up to a fight like is it do you do you get like a like a like a, is that something you can negotiate or is that something that like like you said like you just kind of got to be ready all the time like so it, it's like ideally if somebody was gonna be like hey, you, you have a fight in eight weeks that's what a general like a fight camp would be but that being said like i can't be picky where i'm at in my career if somebody needs me to fight in three weeks I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? Right. right. I, I have the skill sets right now where I believe I can fight at the top. So I, I should be any of these local guys and um, I'm ready to go whenever. But I mean, if somebody just, if it was like a picture, picture, picture perfect world, I don't eight, eight weeks, probably um, 10 weeks between fights. So I have two weeks to kind of mess around, relax, eight weeks of fight camp, 
fight, you can do it again. That'd be the most ideal situation. So you could pull off. So you, what, what's the maximum amount of fights that you would you would be okay? Like you would be comfortable doing within a three hundred sixty five day period, like January first to December thirty first. So probably five fights, five fights in a year. So five, okay. So five a year. Yeah. So so when you see some of these bigger guys, like when you get to like that pro, like that elite level, that Conor McGregor like level like do you get to then like pick and choose like say like all right i'm only gonna do two fights this year or does dana white come to you and say like all right i'm gonna give you x amount of money but you gotta do five fights so usually if you get a short notice fight you're gonna get paid a little bit more so guys will take those when those opportunities come but usually like you if you if you're conor mcgregor you're gonna be fighting only two fights a year okay i mean the build up and all that kind of right right because you need the hype right yeah exactly so do you uh do you have like a do you have like a certified hype team in your corner like guys that just like you know like like go out and hand out like t-shirts and stickers and be like yo <laughs> check out my boy stickers <laughs> film content I got, I got I got my friends I, I do have a business student manager my friend uh, it's kid Ian Gray who he does like my social media and all that kind of stuff for me and you get contact sponsorships but other than that it's just my friends you I was gonna say you had a, you had a, you had a pretty impressive social media presence like. For you know, yeah. you're for a relatively newcomer to you know to where you're at. Like I was, I was, I I, I went and followed yeah. you on Instagram. I was like, oh wow, this this, this guy's yeah, got some of, people. A lot of those guys are so like my military background. I get a lot of military fans because of my job in the military. Wow. Um, people people follow me because of that, and um, it's, so it's mostly like 18 year old kids who like to play airsoft. But you know, I'll take <laughs> the fans. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> I, you know, we, it's funny. We were we were just talking about uh, airsoft the other day because. Uh, my my youngest brother was like, "Oh, airsoft's cool," and I was like, "Yeah, airsoft's just for the kids that can't hack it in paintball, bro." Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so paintball. <laughs> so you had just mentioned about the lead up to the fights, and it kind of leads me to another question we had in the chat. Anytime, give everybody back out in a fight on you, like last minute or like a couple weeks before. Any of that happened yet? Oh, it's, it's happened, dude. This last like since uh, the last two years. I've been having people back out every single f- my fights. So my last fight, I went through four opponents. The one before that, I went through three opponents, and then then the guy didn't even show up to fight me. So it's like that's a Whoa. huge problem I'm having right he, now. He left you at the altar? At uh, the weigh-ins. I went to the weigh-ins, weighed in, and never never showed up. They said they are going to get somebody else to fly in. I uh, showed up on fight day. No, guy never showed up. That is going to be ex- that is going to be so frustrating. Cause I remember I, I don't remember who the fighter was. But I remember the clip of Dana White telling him like that his opponent tested positive for a banned substance and the fight was off, and he yeah. like got up and like spiked a chair through the crust of the earth because he was so pissed off. Yeah, like that has got to be. It, it, tell, talk to me about that. Like, how did you feel? What were your emotions when you got to the weigh-in and the guy wasn't there? Um, I, I was very upset, obviously. Like, cause I, I just put a lot of work in to get my my boy weight down. Obviously, to cut weight, and, you know, that takes a lot of mental like grit to just even do that and. I was pretty upset. I was mostly upset because of my fans that showed up to the event. You know what I mean? I sold a lot of tickets, so a lot of people came to come support me, and then, you know, they paid what they expect to see me fight, and then they get there, and I don't fight. So that kind of made me feel like I asked for that. But, you know, there's nothing I couldn't do to control it. But, but yeah, so it's out of your control. I'm sure that, I'm sure everybody would understand, like, that's not yeah. your fault. It's not like you were the one that didn't show up. You exactly, were there. To, you right, were there ready right. to put on a show. I'm sure because exactly. if I read this right, I think your longest fight was what two minutes and 21 seconds, and the rest were all under a minute. Bananas. Yes, that's correct. So what, like, making quick work. 
I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, got somewhere to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, obviously, like, if you're getting paid by the hour, your your ratio right now is probably through the roof in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, everybody, no, not counting the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's like, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison said, like, you know, everybody gets, you know, we I play for on Sundays for free. I, I get paid yeah. to practice kind of thing. Um, exactly. What? What's like your go-to move, or do you have a go-to move? And don't disclose any secrets. But like, I mean, I, dude, I don't have any. Like, everybody knows I'm a good striker, so if they're not usually, what happens recently in my fight, they they get hit and they drop, and then um, when they go to the ground, I take their back and I choke them out with a rear naked choke. No secret there that I have four rear naked chokes, and that's exactly how they all happen. People yeah, I think I think the one I just watched. Of, I think the one I just watched of you was a rear naked choke. The kid you just put in. Yeah, that was uh, Friday. Oh, that was Friday. Yeah, okay, yeah. that was Friday. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. I was like, oh wow, look at this. I was like, yeah, rear naked choke. I, I was like, I've had that done to me before. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Not not fun. No, I mean, is there so like talk to me about that real quick? Like when you get into like a submission. Like, when somebody's getting you and they're positioning you, like, you know, like, I'll be listening to, like, you know, Joe Rogan, and he'll be like, oh, he's positioning himself for this. Like, <laughs> do you know in the moment, like, oh, shit, this is what this guy's going for? Like, I better yeah. get my ass out of this? Or is it, just like, does it just happen and you're like, oh, fuck, like. No, I mean, we, I train jiu-jitsu a lot, so I, I have I know what he's doing. You know what I mean? For the, for the most part, there's, there's, people don't really sneak too many submissions on me that I don't see coming so or don't have a chance to get out of them. So, um, yeah, you, you have an idea what's going on, but sometimes people are just so good, so strong, it's hard to stop it. Damn. Yeah, I mean, is it, do, have you ever gone up against somebody that you were just like, you, you know, I know you're, I know you're undefeated in your, in your pro card, but, like, have you ever gone up against somebody and been like, damn, like, that dude was a beast. Like, I was kind of not lucky to get out of this with a win, but, like, you, you yeah. felt, like, fortunate <laughs> that you got out of it because you were like, damn, if, this is, if I hadn't have done that, like, and this had gone the full three rounds, I don't know if this this guy was, like, super strong, might have might have actually got me. Yeah, I've, I've lost fights in my amateur career. So, like, I've been, I've been, in, the, I've been in there and been on the worst um, part of it, um, especially in training, man. I trained with some of the best guys in the world, Rob Font, Calvin Cater, um, you know, local guys, Kyle Bachnick, who are UFC fighters, and they beat the shit out of me all the time in the gym. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you ever uh, do you do you ever just like dick around and like fight like a like fight a weight class up or two like just to see? Well, I I, I, mean, I know it's probably not safe. Sometimes but... last second, like if like there's nobody to fight me. Like, for instance, this last weekend, I weighed in at 149 because uh, the kid couldn't make 45, and he he weighed in at 156. So that's technically a weight class up for me, and I've done that like three times just because I couldn't get any opponents at 145. So how do you like in, in terms of like the training aspect of it? Because this is fascinating to me because I I did I did go to a, an MMA gym one day one time. Um, and train one, like for two hours because uh, you know what gym it was. Uh, it was downtown. It was down south end of New Bedford. It was um, I don't remember what the name of KO it. Ko boxing. Yeah, I think it was actually that one. Yeah, I, I trained there too. Yeah, I was there one day and there was this kid and he was like four hundred pounds and he was coming. He was like cutting weight and he was yep. using MMA to, to as his weight loss tool, which was I thought was super rad. And a good buddy yeah. of mine was like, "Hey, like, have you ever thought about doing MMA?" And I'm thinking, like, all right, maybe this guy, like, I don't know, like, does he see something to me? Because I'm like, I'm not a fighter at all. Like, I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. No, he yep. was just trying to coax me down there because they needed somebody big enough to, like, to, to spar with this kid. <laughs> and, uh, and I went down there. And I'll tell you, like, the one thing that stood out to me about and the, the reason I could never do this sport, like, I got, like, we're training and I got punched in the face. And, like, I wanted to rip this kid's throat out. Like, he didn't even hit me hard. Like, I'm just like. Getting punched in the face is not my thing. How do you yeah, adapt yeah. and get comfortable 
like just getting like knocked around like that in training like you know like obviously you got to learn to take a punch right like you're never gonna that's what you do I, I, you get punched I, in the yeah, face exactly i i don't it's not emotional for me at all if i get punched in the face it's probably my fault for getting punched in the face is the way i look at it because i messed up but um yeah that's not, not something i really have, at this point like i'm just used to it i think but it's probably not a good thing are there any like are there are there any lions den still left like you used to hear about like you know like the hunting of Beach bad boys and all that like you know like we were like you like Ken Shane like oh you want to train MMA like you want to train all right cool and they would just throw you in the ring with the best guy and let him whoop your ass and then like no. if you decided to come back like cool or is that like are those days dead and gone? Uh, those days are mostly dead and gone. Like we we, we don't do that. It's just it, it's pretty messed up for if people do do that. I I've heard of that. That's a kind of like a boxing gym thing you see, but like MMA. Not really. You know, we, on we, on Saturdays, we go in there, we fight each other as, like, professionals, but we don't just send any a, a civilian in there. <laughs> right, right, yeah. We're not just sending any schlep in there to go fucking spar with somebody. Right. You know, you, wait, what, what, yeah. did that, what did Vin Diesel say? You don't hop in the ring with Ali because you think you can box? Like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, dating myself. Yeah, there. I had to go to, I went to TNT kickboxing for a little while back when it was open in New Bedford, and I had to go there yep. for, like, six or seven months before yep. they even decided to take a, a look at me to like teach me anything so like you gotta yeah, go a shit a yeah you get a good amount of training you know what i mean i guess before you start sparring with dudes they didn't just throw you in there yeah definitely not like for as i guess like like a coach now like i i'm not gonna just do that to anybody you know what i mean it's bad for clients anyways you don't want somebody just True. coming in there to learn how to fight and they just throw them in there they're gonna get like then i just don't yeah, they go they mind, go home with a broken know? nose <laughs> and they're like all right i'll see you in six months i guess yeah. like maybe no, it's not a great experience um no it was it was fun though i did i did enjoy like the uh i i i loved the idea of doing it it's just i i'm one of those people like i get i like if i hit my head too hard i just see red and I'm like, I, I'm like, I'll like, I'll hit my head on like a cabinet or something. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking tear my whole kitchen to shreds. Like, it's, this kitchen doesn't stand a chance right now. It's funny you say that. When I like, I say that all the time. Like, if I hit stub my toe or like hit my head on something and I'm not expecting it, I get pissed. I'm just angry. But if it's fighting, I, I don't. I, I'm not emotional at all. That's no but but that's that's why you're a professional. It's a good way right. to compartmentalize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm not. What uh what do you do uh what do you do in your spare time when you're not doing something, you know, fighting related Burning coaching or training? 4,500 calories a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do you do? Do you have any other any other like yeah, I know you said you were a hockey um, guy. Do you do you uh yeah. do you partake in any anything else that you do like on the side or I have way too many hobbies to be honest, but um I I like surfing is a big one. I like skateboarding. Um hockey I, I still hang out with my my old hockey friends we play like pickup hockey when we can and uh yeah i mean i'm, I'm down for any any extreme sport I'm, I'm into it nice i love how all his downtime activities are working out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know my downtime activity i'm like uh i'm gonna go throw some darts that's about as much energy as i want to exude like, yeah right uh yeah no i i feel like because i'm the only one i'm the only one in my family paul can speak to this i'm the only one in my family that like doesn't ski or snowboard Right. So I yeah. got I got left out like on the outside looking in a lot on those, and yeah. um, you know like this crazy bastard over here he would like hit like fucking seventy five foot jumps and like <laughs> you know and I'd be like yeah. I'd, I'd be like yeah no like I like I hop off the couch too hard and I'm like ow like damn like, right right yeah getting broke off snowboarding hurts which is another tip of the hat to you UFC guys that can take a punch because I hate getting hurt <laughs> that shit blows yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Me uh, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> no right, shit. right. That's why you try and be on offense. You know? Connor, when's, yeah. your, uh, when's, your, when's your next fight? What's your next event? Do you have anything on the schedule, or is there anything you're looking at right now or eyeing up? Um, so, we're to, you know, we just had this fight. We're going to talk to my coaches and my management, and we're going to see what's going to be going on in the future. Um, obviously, they weren't trying to get to the UFC this year. Um, a contender series, which is like UFC, uh, Dana White's contender series. If you fight in there, sometimes you get a contract. Or we're looking at that for the summer, so nice. we'll see. Dude, what that'd happens. be sick. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that like is that the TV show? Or no, the I'm sorry, the Contender was a boxing show, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a boxing show, but the the Contender series is a it's a it's a, yeah, it's a show. Song. It's like every week for in the summer. So All it's right. Like, uh, it's like every Wednesday night or every Tuesday night, I believe. And um, they have like you know, uh, five or six fights. People fight, and if they put on a good show. Uh, Dana White will give you a contract to fight in the USA. Have you ever met Dana White? I have not. No. No. Is that something like? Are you looking forward to that? Like, is that something yeah. like you like kind of like daydream about a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I can't wait. I, I mean, that's my my life dream and goal is to make it to the UFC and fight there and. Be be a guy in the UFC. That's so absolutely. Yeah, I've always wanted to meet Dana White too, just like for completely different reasons than you, I'm sure. But yeah. like, I always just wanted to pick his brain and be like, "So, how did you have this vision? Like, tell me everything yeah. you know, brilliant businessman." He's a big I, drinker, <laughs> just bullshit. So he says it all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool. He's I a Boston guy, so you yeah. know what I mean. It, I think we, yeah, he's we a Boston guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want no shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. He was always hanging out in July yeah. before they got big. Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking rad. That's super. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, that's definitely. that's that's fantastic. So, uh, well, we'll be looking forward to that, dude. I, I'm definitely, uh, you definitely gained at least at least three fans. Absolutely. Oh yeah, right now I can't wait to watch you next. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm yeah, looking forward to it. We got a couple of guys in the chat room right here saying, uh, you know, they were at your last fight, and one of my buddies, uh, my buddy Twenty Ounce from Softball, he says I was drunk and getting wild out there for you. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Twenty Ounce. He was he was having a good time, man. Um, Awesome. Uh, but, uh, Con, anything you want to plug uh, before we let you get out of here? Uh, plug any, away all your social media. Your any, social media, your businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, follow me on The Controller MMA. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, so follow me there. Uh, I have some stuff coming out. So once I do, people want to buy shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's coming out soon. And um, I just opened up a gym in Wareham called The Controller Proving Grounds. Uh, anybody looking to learn all levels, welcome kids uh starting from 8 to 12 and then above that i'm oh, sorry 8 to, 8 to 14 and then above that's all adults so come in kickboxing and no gi jiu-jitsu no shit all right man well we will definitely be uh we'll definitely be pushing your shit on our on our end too um, well, hey, we're not sure in, we're not showing sure tonight i'm gonna go find all your stuff i'm gonna link it up on our page and i'm gonna share it so that way uh, right, if, awesome. if your social media team wants to share or reshare us whatever you want to do but just to get the word out there more for you Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Any, hey, Connor, listen, man. We, we look forward to having you back on yeah. again, man. Yeah, this come is, back in this, the summer. This will be awesome. Yeah, this we has will. been this hey, has been we'll really get, fun, man. After I get that contract, I come back on and talk about it. Yeah, right. yeah. Awesome. yeah believe me. We after will. you beat Jose Aldo's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that O'Malley fight, man. I can't wait. I'll have that one circled on me. I will definitely be taking a day off for that. So. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. All right, thank you for the thank you for your time, man. We appreciate you. Take it easy. Connor Matthews, ladies and gentlemen, yes. Hey, what what a nice young man. What I know a, he's I know he said he's he said he's getting old, but he's twenty nine, still young. I mean, he's a few years older than the rest of us, but yeah, you know, he's a young man busting his ass out there. Hey, good for him. 